The Sit With Warriors podcast originated with the concept of simply that. The idea of when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And when someone put it to me that way, I really sat and reflected on how many incredible women, women warriors, leaders, heroines, mentors, badass women that I think would be incredibly inspiring for others to hear from. So we put forth this podcast in the hopes of sharing stories of authenticity and of inspiration. All the guests I have on the podcast will share with you real and authentic stories of love and life and laughter, of moments of transition, of moments of triumph, of those moments of aha, and perhaps some of the lowest. But they're all here to share and for us to sit together. So I ask, will you share with us and sit with us? Today, we sit with Sue. So I actually want to welcome Sue with us today, and I am honored to sit and listen. And that is going to be my role today as your warrior, is to actually sit and listen, because Sue is a storyteller to herself, and she has an incredible story to share with us today. And so I want to open the fire to you, my friend. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you so much. And listening, right? That's something that as therapists, as trainers, as practitioners and light workers and healers and all the things. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's listening to everything, our clients, ourselves, and it takes practice just like everything else. So I'm just so grateful to be a guest on a show. Usually I'm a host. So this role reversal is a change and a welcoming change today, especially since it's been a little tough over here. So and hold space for you in this time of transition. I'm very open to our listeners and hearing about your story. Yeah. So I feel like I'm in this season right now of grieving a lot of things, who I once was, people in my life who have transitioned, my career. (laughs) Everything seems to be closing the door and stepping into something new. And so through that process, it feels heavy. It comes in waves. And the grief I'm feeling, typically as moms, we... (laughs) shove some feelings down and ignore it and move forward. But I'm really spending a lot of time, especially because it's winter here in Canada, in this hibernation, taking time to feel that grief and feel the sadness and, and what comes up in my body and how that's reflecting my relationships currently and of the past. So yeah, I've... Uh, it's been it's been a lot, um, as I'm sure you can relate in your life as well. The the grieving process. So Absolutely. I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know really where to begin, other than when we first met. This is so interesting that we're talking today. Yes, because eleven years ago, when we mm-hmm. were wor- we were working together in the same space, and that was the beginning of my mom's brain cancer journey. I uh, remember 
working and receiving we had we had flip phones back then Mm -hmm. and um, I remember coming out with from a treatment with a client and my brother had called like 13 times and for my brother to phone me that many times you know there's something that's not right so it was February 23rd 2011 when my mom experienced her first grand mal seizure and at the time you know we didn't know what it was from a couple weeks later discovered that she had a brain tumor and so that started her brain cancer journey which was very long Uh, we learned so much throughout that time how our nutrition and our lifestyle can directly affect our cells and our body and our physiology. And my parents did so much work becoming raw vegans and growing sprouts in the basement and all the supplements. And that's amazing. Yeah, like I learned so much from her in that experience. And, And same with my father that, yeah, just eventually, as we know what cancer can do, just goes over that threshold. So a week ago yesterday, uh, she passed away peacefully in the home. So my parents' house in Niagara in Ontario. And um, yeah, she ended her journey and has transitioned. And we kind of knew this was going to happen, you know, watching her health decline pretty rapidly in the last, I'd say, eight to nine months. And uh, so we had many conversations, which was great, because not a lot of people experience that, right? With the death of a loved one, a lot of times it's sudden and you don't get to say goodbye and you don't get to tell them you love them, you know, a hundred times. But I remember having this conversation of we all have our beliefs on why we're here and believing in God and source and the reason in the universe and, and, and whatever have you. And I remember having this conversation with my mom saying, promise me that when your soul finds another planet or body that you choose something that isn't a human suit. Pick an animal, pick a bird, pick a <laughs> pick a ragdoll kitten. <laughs> and uh, she immediately said, without hesitation, she said, I think I want to come back as a fish. And we just laughed right on the yeah. phone. We were just like, wow, like that's awesome. And going through this process with her body and, and what she decided she wanted, turtles keep coming up. So, yes. So I don't know. Yeah, so yes. I just thought that, I thought that was pretty neat and just a lighter perspective, right? Because we can feel Absolutely. so so dark and deflated, and it was just nice that she um, shared that perspective and her thought on it, and just something I can remember her by. And I love that that she references as an animal totem, and we talk about that a lot in my sessions, and obviously on the podcast as well. The significance mm-hmm. of signs and of messengers, and I love that you know you open the energy about that during transition. The idea of of what can we look for and what can we look to for signs of really, I think, comfort as well, right? I mean, the fact that you're feeling resonance with turtle, for example, to me is the idea of that tender heart and hard shell. It's the idea of that we keep our heart soft, but we also are resilient, you know? And so mm-hmm. I definitely love that resonance of turtle in times like of this, of grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you just said that, that hard shell, and but that soft heart. And when we think about turtles and their lifespan, right, sometimes they can live to be 150 years old. And when I think of my mom, who's only, she was only 63 when she passed, I feel like she went a little too soon in the body that she was given this round. And And uh, so perhaps in her next life, she'll have a few more years in that turtle suit. 
<laughs> I love that. Absolutely. And we look to her, we look to the seas, my friend. And it's interesting she brings up fish because you have one of the most incredible tattoo sleeves. And again, you were sort of way ahead of the curve, my friend, in a lot of ways. I mean, this was over, well, like I said, we've known each other for, what is it, 12 years it's been at least. So yeah, it's pretty incredible that I always think of you in fish and I think of you with the sea. And so I love the fact that there is also some synergy and synchronicity with your mom and those aspects too. I actually have a turtle tattooed on my arm. Yes. <laughs> and then you, I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh, yes. And our, my daughter, who is the same age as your daughter now, Absolutely, um, yes. is very, uh, you know, aware. And she was there when uh, my mom passed and the signs of things. And without knowing that story about my mom and the fish, and then there's another little backstory with a turtle she said to my dad several hours later she asked my dad what his favorite animal was and he he I don't know what he said but he asked her and she said turtle without even thinking about it and uh, and now we are actually we actually purchased a turtle urn for my mom's ashes and her plan was my parents used to take the kayak out to it's called Navy Island right above the Niagara Falls and they would take mm-hmm. the kayak and they would go around that island and so in August when my mom knew that this was happening and they wanted to make their plans that was my mom's plan was to have an urn so her ashes can be scattered and go over the falls and we found a turtle urn that is actually made of biodegradable paper mache like meant to do those types of ceremonies yes and uh and so that's what's gonna happen and it's just it's just wild (laughs) oh and it's so wonderful that you're honoring her and again we've talked in other episodes on the show about honoring those who have passed and how significant that is for them to be felt through transition and that by really respecting and honoring their wishes we really allow them to continue to live in our hearts with that freedom that idea that we feel them ringing true and so I'm really really so excited for you and your family to work through that transition period because it's such an incredible gift to all of you to honor her thank you thank yeah, thank you for giving me this space. I haven't even talked about it on my podcast yet. <laughs> we, we feel so honored. And again, I think this is a process, as I mentioned, you know, that so many of our listeners can really resonate with. And they are, as you mentioned, you're grieving on many levels. And I think that's important to recognize that there are so many layers to grieve and we all work through it so differently, this process. Your work is so incredible and you dive so deeply into you know, both the physical, emotional, and the theoretical realms of your clients in your own incredible way. And you are a practitioner who has many, many gifts. But I know in recent, we've really opened up the energy with your incredible podcast, Love Yourselves, that, you know, the emotional body really holds true. And so what are things that you're really helping to support your emotional body right now through this time? Yeah, there's there's magic in our cells. And mm-hmm. uh, when I first started the podcast, I had actually taken a break from the in-person work. So just for your listeners, I am a registered massage therapist of about 15 years, but primarily my work is myofascial release therapy. So if you think about massage without any lotions or oils, it's a very slow and sustained pressure. And so I, my hands could be on an area, a particular area for about five minutes without really moving and just allowing the cells to sort of melt around my hands, like my fascia and their fascia. So I had taken a break in 2019 because we <laughs> we sold our house and bought this new house. <laughs> and I use air quotes because it needed a lot of work and we had to basically strip walls like all the walls were wallpaper and we just renovated basically two floors of this house and I couldn't 
do all the jobs, right? Like I couldn't be at the clinic all day and then come home and parent and then scrape walls again. Like it was just getting too much for my body. So I decided to take that year off. And that's when I dove into podcasting because I was scraping walls, listening to podcasts. And I was like, mm-hmm. I need I need to do this. I need to just share about fashion, like share about the magic of ourselves. So that's how Love Yourselves came to be. And looking back, I think, wow, I really prepared myself for this <laughs> lockdown time because I had already I, I feel like we were prepared for this because everything we went through with this house. So I'm super grateful for that. But after I went back for a month and a half before lockdown, because I was excited to get back to work after we had finished the renovations, then the world shut down and I was banned from my job for about three months before you know the new rules came into place but I knew then that through the podcast and I had written a chapter in a book about fascia as well and I just knew that I needed to reach more people with this knowledge and this skill and I was like how am I going to do that so throughout the last year and a half I've transitioned to the online space guiding clients through the computer screen (laughs) with their own hands how to connect to their bodies in the areas that we can connect to because as a therapist I can reach people's spines and the posterior aspect of their bodies but I found myself really working in like the abdominal area thoracic cage pelvic floor and when we release all of that fascia move that like expand that area it's incredible how our backs start to feel better like because it's all connected right of so. course absolutely I was gonna say, it's a it's a balanced <laughs> system right it's anterior posterior it's front to back baby it has to work in union and in synergy so absolutely i'm sitting here like nodding my head i'm like yes yes you're transitioning to online yes you saw this in alignment yes you rode this wave of the pandemic oh yeah you did like oh yes mm-hmm. i'm with you i am so with you on this and so as you transition through this, yes, continue. I'm, I have got me hooked. <laughs> tell me more, sister, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I knew I'd be speaking your language for sure. Cause, uh, Absolutely. I learned a lot from you and when we were working at the gym together in terms of like balancing the body and functional training. So with this work, it's, I didn't really know how incredible it could be. Because I mean, I had been working on my own body from my C-section 10 years ago, right? So yeah, um, um, because I knew that my C-section scar was directly correlated to my low back pain, right? So I could feel that physically with myself. And so if I hadn't been working on my own body, I don't think I would be doing this or have that confidence, I guess, to just like go for it. So I just started, I just started working with clients who were already sort of my clients because I used to travel all through the state. So I was like, okay, well, let's test this. Let's do this. And so it became sort of a practice now it's become like this meditative connection practice where your hands are stuck like glue anywhere on your abdomen because it's all connected right so it could be if you want to focus on pelvic floor you go a little bit lower below the navel or you can be right around the navel or up near your diaphragm and it's all about calming the body and relaxing the body around your hands as they're connected so holding yourself for about 30 minutes which is hard for people to do you know we don't like hold our bodies for that long and when that happens areas of our body begin to relax we can release some of the emotions that we've been holding in a lot of us hold it in our abdomens like hold it tight absolutely oh absolutely no doubt about it and certainly solar sacral are always the go-tos as far as those you know we call them the emotional kind of like storage containers it's like that shove them in your emotional closet that's where from my perspective on the table working with clients 
I agree completely. That is where you'll feel their emotional body sit the heaviest. And so yeah. what a gift this is to teach them something like this. This is incredible, really. I love this. And I love that you've made it what it is, a practice, because this to me yeah. is so key. And I think as as practitioners, as lovers of the, everything that's good in this world, really help others by sharing the idea that it's a practice. You know, mm -hmm. I saw someone who was a nail tech today talking, saying, you know, it's a practice. The reason why I'm good at this is it's a practice. And it's no different that if you are an incredible nail technician or you are a registered massage therapist or you are a light worker or you are a Reiki master or you are a fashion practitioner or you are a guru in your own right. If it is a practice, if it is something that you do on the daily or, you know, as part of your livelihood or as part of your routine or part of your self-care, that's a practice. And I think that's so important that you bring that mm -hmm. up because mm -hmm. I think people just think, well, I started this career when I was 18 and I'm just doing it for life and that's it, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. there are so many ways to evolve and evolve your practice mm -hmm. with that right now of evolving with your skill set. Yeah. I love the word evolve. Even just before you said it, I was going to say that word. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I've been able to witness from clients. And I haven't been doing this very long. Actually, it's been a year that I really like honed in on it and was like, okay, this is it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll just use an example. One of the women who came to me last year around this time came to me from a Facebook message where I think I just wrote like, how's everyone feeling? Like one of those random <laughs> uh, poll yeah. type, type uh, social media things. And she just wrote overwhelmed. And I reached out to her and invited her to one of the first group sessions. So I run these practice sessions as a group because afterwards we kind of sit and share and hold space and there's a lot of power in that as well. And, you know, yes. to make others feel like, oh, I'm not crazy. <laughs> like, I'm not crazy for crying for the last 10 minutes of this practice, right? Like other ones yeah. have cried as well. And so anyways, this particular client, I've watched her evolve, you know, at first it scared her, right? She was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was in school to become a registered massage therapist, actually, which she's now pivoted through the pandemic. But I see her now and like she writes me novels after our practices on how she she has met her soul. Her soul comes to her in her visions through this practice. So there's visions, a lot of creative ideas. And I honestly, I, fir I firmly believe that if I hadn't started this practice 10 years ago on myself, I wouldn't even be doing what I'm doing right now because I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't have gotten those downloads, those cellular... Uh, I believe that. Absolutely. Right? right. Yes. That's like the evolution of me. And then watching her now, she's so incredible the way she's shown up she's now an author in our collaborative book that's coming out soon and um, we'll probably she'll probably be in the next book too and she's an incredible writer and she said you know just recently that she doesn't think she would even be here right now if she hadn't wrote the word overwhelmed on my post and I didn't even know her personally she was connected to another friend she just knew I was an RMT and so was interested in what I do but I'm just so I'm so so grateful to be that space holder to witness the evolution of these clients and right now the whole world needs healing so it all starts with within us and it's just it's incredible to just be able to offer this type of work for people it's just I can't not now you know what I mean yes I agree with that I feel the same way it's it's a situation where I love the way you articulated that because I would resonate with that so truly in the last mm -hmm. 60 days I've witnessed more People would say, quote unquote, miraculous transformations in people's minds and themselves in their entire evolution. You know, mm -hmm. and, and to me, I just sit here in awe of people that come through the door. I just think 
oh, I'm so grateful to hold space for you and to witness this and to Mm -hmm. interact with your entire system the way we do. You know, I just think there's so much beautiful, beautiful light in people. And so we need to really focus on that as a collective because Mm -hmm. I think we don't talk about that enough. Like you said, in And the idea that we rise together, and that's exactly why this podcast started, was because of people just like you who felt the calling 10 years ago, very similar to when I made my kind of major pivot six years ago, or evolution, which really started when Eden was born. So again, like you said, 10 years ago, we had our children, things really had to shift. And so I really, really appreciate the fact that you were able to take this on a larger platform for clients to reach you. And so they typically, this is a group concept and how often would people work with you and how often is this practice sort of part of your self-care? Yeah. So right now I have to, I don't typically work one-on-one with clients. It depends on their body, like their health history. Mm -hmm. If I find that they've been through a lot of physical, emotional trauma, sometimes it's, it's better to meet one-on-one first just to see, right? Because you never yes. know how you never know how the body's going to react <laughs> at, oh, the yes. first, at the first ones. So I don't really offer one-on-one unless they reach out to me directly, which is through Instagram or Facebook. I'll send you my link so you can have that in the show notes. Yes, and I'll absolutely post those for everybody who's listening. I will have connections for Sue as well. Yeah. And so two offerings I have, we have a group membership portal site. So it's called the Global Grounding Community. And we meet every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there's a large library now of meditation recordings. So it's like available for people who can't make it to every Friday night session because I understand people's schedules and time zones and all that stuff but we also do like a lot of postural and movement in a private Facebook group so all of that like there's so much in that group and it's just growing and growing and growing and it's just I keep the price fairly low because I know how many people need this Um, second thing I started just this last month is I'm hosting full moon meditations once a month so the next one is March 18th and it's around 9 30 a.m eastern time I know that's not ideal for the Pacific coasters but I just okay I love that. We have we do ours here too. We do ours at six thirty PM time. So it's totally good. We could do both. It's great. Yeah. And every month, like obviously the full moon is at a different time. So I just tried to um, match it up as closely as I could to the full moon because we can get into that and the full moon energy. But my goal for November, so I'm hosting them starting last month all the way to November. My goal is, and I don't know why I had this vision, Jordan, but like, again, this comes from this practice of me getting this vision of of 500 humans in a Zoom room collectively grounding our bodies. I love it. And I don't know why. I even like laugh at myself in the mirror when I get that vision. I'm like, what? Like, what? like how am I? How am I going to do this? So anyways, we were up to the last one. I think we were up to we had over 30 were registered, but not everyone could attend live. So, so the recording is available for 48 hours after. And then I also have the offering where you can buy the whole year right and then have yeah. the recording at all like the whole year so that you can do it over and over again and I love um, that. that's a wonderful great. offering absolutely yeah so I'm excited it's you know obviously I'm crawling myself out of my grief cave right now but I'll be sharing on Instagram a little bit more for this next one in March but that's yeah I mean we're working on the book and we have the everybody holds a story podcast and now collaborative books so we are 
in a lot of things. And I'm at that point in my life too, where you can probably relate. Like we used to work ourselves to the bone, right? Like up you at did. the crack of dawn, work till like late hours of the night and be exhausted. And so for me, honoring my rest time, my silence, my schedule that feels light is where I'm at right now. So yeah, and I'm, I'm just enjoying it. And I'm enjoying, obviously, you probably feel the same. Like our girls are just, oh, they're so smart. And so, <laughs> so brave. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, so brave and so incredible. And you know me, I didn't originally want to be a mom. But now that I am, and I, I just want to cherish every moment that I have with her because it's so short and she deserves that. So yeah, I am. My DMs are always open to all of your listeners. Like, please just, I'm always up for conversations as long as they are good energy and love and (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely you know and I welcome the fact that you opened up again you're sitting for everybody thank you so much for that for opening up that energy to share and yes Mm -hmm. we'll definitely have you on again in the future and we'll touch on so many more incredible topics but I do ask our listeners to reach out with Sue through her podcast through her social media as she mentioned, you know, she does have an online option for all of her skill sets. And so definitely mm-hmm. implore all of you to check her out because I can tell you firsthand, her work is magic. And so you definitely mm-hmm. will learn something incredible through her process. And I think that the more light workers we can have working together, then the more we rise. And so exactly. I thank you, my friend. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. It was wonderful to have you. Like I said, please come sit with us again. And I want to explore more topics, especially regarding your book and your collaborative efforts, because I think it's so important that we talk about being with a tribe or being with a group of individuals to help us rise again through the collective. You know, you're not a one man army. We're not a lone wolf right now. We're, We're really working together as a group. And so I much love and appreciate your energy. And I cannot wait to talk to you again. Thank you. I send you love and light, my friend. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too.